Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Take out that app. Inside of that app, of our Radiant Church app, are notes that you can follow along. We are a note-taking church, or you can find those notes right there at Church Online on our website. You click on that tab that says Notes, and we are completing today a series. It's been a four-part series called The Day That Changed the World. We're looking at four days at the end of Jesus' life on this planet that changed everything. So we started with Palm Sunday. This is a day that God chose us. The same way he chose that donkey, he chose you to do great things for his kingdom. Then we looked at Easter Sunday, a day that changed the world. It's the day that God saved us. And the empty tomb gives us so much hope that shows us that no situation and no person is beyond saving. And then last week, I looked at Ascension Sunday. That was 40 days after the resurrection. Jesus ascends into heaven, and before he goes, he commissions his disciples, and the same commission is for your life today to change the world. And today, we're gonna look at a day that's really misunderstood. It happened 10 days after the ascension that we talked about last week. So Jesus raises from the dead, he ascends into heaven, and then 10 days later, we get to a day called Pentecost Sunday. We see the story pick up in the book of Acts. So if you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 2, we're going to look at it starting in verse 1. Look how it says, it says, when the day of Pentecost, there's that word right there, which simply the word Pentecost, by the way, just means 50. So this is 50 days after the resurrection. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that um, separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them, talking about all of these, these apostles, these teachers, look what happened. They were filled. Say filled. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. We're going to look today at a day that changed the world that's really kind of misunderstood and you would probably be confused on even how it applies to your life today, but I believe it applies to your life today more than ever before. This is Pentecost Sunday. Write it down in your notes. The day God empowered me. The day God empowered me. He took these disciples who he had commissioned them to do great things And he showed them, he said, I'm going to give you my spirit. And where things are beyond your limitations, they're beyond your ability, I'm going to give you my power so that you can do things that are not humanly possible and you can see the impossible happen. You're going to be able to go beyond your limit. Now, I don't know if you've realized it recently, but our world has kind of reached its limit. Have you realized that maybe maybe right there in your living room, how many people, show of hands, you said, I've reached my limit at least one time over this last month. Like, reached my limit with these kids. I've reached my limit with the stress in this house. I've reached my limit with my job. Come on, throw that hand up. We've all, you're seeing the people you're in that room with right now. They've all reached their limit. Let's be real. We've all reached our limits sometime over this last month. We're getting a little cabin fever. Things are going a little crazy. We're in a kind of a world that's reached its limit. I found some pictures the other day that I thought were hilarious of some people that... Just show us they've kind of reached their limit. Like this guy 
going through Sam's. I thought it was pretty funny. He, he's reached his limit. Like, you are not getting within six feet of this dude with his little, the, the noodles on his head. Uh, you know our world has reached this limit when that is the norm. Or what about this person? All right, going through the checkout line. Like, can you imagine if you would have ran into this person? They look like a villain off of a Marvel movie right there. But this is just the normal life right now. Going through the checkout line, there our world has reached its limit. How about this lady on the subway in New York City? I think she's reached her limit. When you got a bucket over your head, you have reached your limit. Our dads, you know this one. I thought this one was hilarious. It says it this way. 33% of your job as a dad is staring at your kids like this until they act right. And my kids, you know, you're watching right now. That's how I look at you a lot of the time. <laughs> That's the life we live in. We've reached our limit. Or here's one more. I thought it was so funny. This, this Mari uh, meme right here. It says it like this. You said you love spending time with your kids. The COVID-19 quarantine determined that was a lie. Come on in. That's funny. I don't care what you say. We have reached our limit. What do we do? What do we do when we get to a situation, a crisis, an issue in our marriage, an issue in our bodies, an issue in our government, an issue with our finances where we reach our limit, where the problem seems too overwhelming and too big. And I have news for people today that you feel like, Aaron, I don't know what I can do. I don't know how I can overcome. This season seems overwhelming. Well, here's the good news I got for you. Ready? If the problem is too big for you, it's perfect for God. Let me say it again. If the problem is too big for you, it's perfect for God. So what do we do? When we're in a place where we feel like we've reached our limit, we need the same power that they experienced 2,000 years ago, where we experienced the power of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives, so that no matter what comes against us, we are able to experience the power necessary to go beyond our limits and into what God can do in that situation. You see, right before Pentecost happened, the disciples were given a commission. The book of Acts, it says it like this in chapter one, verse eight. It says, you're gonna receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you're gonna be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We talked about that last week. They were given a commission. But what I love about God is God will never put you in a situation where his power is not sufficient to bring you victory in that situation. So if you feel like it's overwhelming to you, then I just wanted to say there's probably more of God's power that you're not tapping into yet that you can experience so that you can have victory. So they get this great commission, but they also, the Bible says, just a few chapters later, next chapter over, and chapter two, that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So God gave them the power necessary to do the assignment that he had given them. I want to challenge you today. You need to be filled. When you are filled with God, with his power, you can withstand more than you would when you walk and live on empty. I think the illustration that comes to mind is these two Coke cans that kind of, these are kind of help you out. There's a lot of you guys that are living on empty. You, you live kind of going day by day and you're struggling. And when you're empty, like this Coke can is, 
things that hit you affect you more than they should. So you get laid off in that job, it affects you. You're struggling in your marriage, it affects you. Your, your, your teenagers are kind of bringing you anxiety, it affects you. And, and things are hitting you right now, and you feel like it's hurting, and it's affecting, and affecting, and affecting. And it just, it, it, it hurts you, because you're on empty. But, but when you're filled, when you're filled with, with God, things that hit other people and affect them, they can hit you, and it bounces right off of you. It, that you can get, lose your job, but as a believer, it'll bounce right off you. This kind of hurts my finger. You can, you can be uh, going through the same crisis everybody else is, but it bounces right off of you. Why? Because it's not about what is happening to you. It's about what's living inside of you. So there's uh, some of you guys that you feel like during this season, you're, you're, you feel the pressure is so overwhelming. And here's what happens when you live empty. The pressure is overwhelming and when that thing comes in your life, guess what happens? It crushes you. And there's some people listening to me across Tampa Bay, you feel crushed right now. You're a believer, you love Jesus, but you feel crushed. And I would say it's because you're living not filled with the Spirit of God. But something incredible happens when you get filled with God's presence, when what is inside of you is greater than what's around you, you can have a lot of things, come, I'm gonna try this out, all right? A lot of things come in your life and it won't collapse you like it does other people, why? Because greater is he that's inside of you than he that's in the world. You need to live a life filled with God. Can I hear a good amen today? So what do we do? We have to learn to live a life filled with the Holy Spirit. Here's three things that happen when I invite the Holy Spirit into my life and experience what happened on Pentecost every single day of my life. Here's what happens, three things. Number one, write down your notes this way. When I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, God reveals things to me that I did not recognize before. So he reveals things to me that I didn't recognize before. So there was problems and issues and struggles and blind spots I didn't know about before. But when I get filled with the Holy Spirit, there's things that I recognize. You need that power in your life. For instance, last week, let me give you the example. I came to, uh, to do our services last week, and so I was trying to give me a little bit of a treat. I'm working hard during this quarantine, so I went and got me a little snack. Now, I wasn't on my diet, so this was probably a little bit of, 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 of God telling me I need to stick on my diet, but I go to eat this thing right before I preach last week, and some of the grease dripped onto my shirt. Well, I thought I scrubbed it off and kind of hit it. And so then I go up to do the transitions last week. And when I go to do the transitions, I look on the, uh, the screen. And I didn't see it before, but when I looked at the screen, I saw that giant stain. You can see it right in there in the middle of my shirt. And um, I saw the stain. I didn't see it before. But when it's on a giant screen and 1080p, I mean, this is like, these are high-powered cameras. I saw something that I didn't see before. So people are, they stop me and they say, hey, Pastor, 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 you can't, you can't preach in that shirt. You gotta, you gotta change that shirt. You have a stain on it. I'm like, who told you what I ate before this service? Who told you? I, I thought I was getting away with it. And I didn't realize they were looking at it through a different lens that was more powerful than what I could see with my eye. So what I had to do, I had to improvise and get a different shirt. So what you saw last week was not that. You saw that shirt. You saw it all, all clean and all nice. Why? Because something revealed something that needed to change that I didn't even know about. 
Let me encourage you, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He changes those things. He, the Bible says it like this, John chapter 16. Jesus is teaching us about the Holy Spirit. And he says, when he comes, the Holy Spirit, he's gonna convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. He's gonna show you things. He's gonna, he's gonna show you things about your attitude. He's gonna show you things about your speech. He's gonna show you things of how you treat your kids and how you honor your boss. He'll reveal stuff to you, and he never reveals stuff to shame us. He reveals stuff so that he can change us to make us more like Jesus. This has helped my marriage a lot. You see, Katie and I are both filled with the Holy Spirit. We, we live this life continually filled with God. So what happens is, is whenever we get in disagreements or arguments, it's amazing that when we pause and we ask the Holy Spirit to work through the situation, he always shows us the problem. And I'm, I'm proud to say 90% of the time, the Holy Spirit reveals that Katie is the issue in the fault, in the fight. She's the problem. Now, that's not true at all. <laughs> it's always me, and she knows that, and everybody else knows that. So what does it show us? It shows us that the Holy Spirit, he'll resolve those issues. You're, you're getting in way too much conflict and way too much drama. It, let me tell you, you're waiting for the Holy Spirit to change everybody else. And he's trying to show you issues in your life during this quarantine season that he wants to change. So here's your prayer that you pray. is you simply invite the Holy Spirit to show me. Holy Spirit, show me. Show me those, that behavior that's wrong. Show me what it is that's causing that conflict. Show me what it is that's aggravating me about my kids. Show me what it is that's frustrating me about the finances. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. I love how David says it in the scriptures. He says, search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and see if there's any anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. When we have God involved in our life, we can ask him to search us. Show us what needs to change. He'll reveal those things in you so you can become more and more like Jesus. So why does he, why do we want us to show us things in our life? Because number two, write it down in your notes. When I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, here's what happens. God changes things that I was powerless to change on my own. Let me say that again. God changes things that I was powerless to change on my own. Now, I don't know if you're like you me. But during this quarantine season, I'm working hard on fixing up some things around my house. So I, I've just made it kind of my projects. And the problem with my personality is I'm really good at spotting things that need to change, but I'm really bad at actually changing them because I'm just not a fix-it guy. And I know you're probably a lot better at that than I am, but for instance, my, my son's door has been broken. It's been broken for a long time. It's all messed up, so I went to go get a new door. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna be Mr. Handyman for the Bark family. Man, I was wrong. I go to install that door, and I get the wrong size door. I try to make it work. The doors, it, it, it's still sitting in his room, laying on the bed. It's not fixed. I try. I know there's a problem. I know it needs to be fixed, and I'm powerless to fix it. And if you would like to come over to my house and fix my son's door, I would be very happy. No, don't do that. But why? We all have those moments, don't we? Where we, we know what needs to change and we can't do it. That is why we're given the Holy Spirit. And I'm gonna challenge you in this quarantine season, lean into the fact 
that our Holy Spirit is, as, jo- as, the, as Jesus says in the book of John chapter 14, he is our advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sends in my name. And what does he do? He teaches us all things and reminds you of everything that Jesus said to you. He, what is he going to do? He's going to help change you. And he's not going to change you from the outside. He's going to change you from the, from the inside. See, when you live a life filled with the Holy Spirit, you realize that God is less interested in about changing your situation and he's more interested about changing you. He, wa- he wants to change those issues inside of you. And how do we do it? How do we overcome that addiction? How do we overcome that struggle? Here's what you do. Here's your prayer. Ready? You pray. You invite the Holy Spirit to change me. Invite the Holy Spirit to change me. And, and I do this every single day. I go, Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, change that attitude. Holy Spirit, change that mindset. I, I don't want to be the same. And if you live with that kind of mindset where you invite the Holy Spirit, even during this season, to change you, I believe you'll come out of this quarantine season and you'll be better, you'll be sharper, you'll have more character than ever before because you let the Holy Spirit do a deep work on your inside that only God can do. But it's the reason we live filled with the Holy Spirit because God wants to change us to be more like Jesus. One of the greatest quotes that I found when it comes to this is a quote I've said for years here at our church. I'll give it to you one more time. It's simply this. One of the main purposes of the Holy Spirit is to put a Holy Spirit in me. You see, we want God to change everybody else, but the Holy Spirit comes because he wants to take that, that spirit that's within inside of you and make it holy. Work out those attitudes, work out those behaviors, work out those struggles. That happens when we get filled with the Holy Spirit. Here's number three. The last one is this. When I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, here's what happens, is that God leads my life into victory. He leads my life into victory. Now this is important because you are led by something. You know, Disney tells us always let your conscience be your guide. That's not a good idea at all. You you go, well, I didn't feel bad about it. Well, that was a bad decision. You were led by the wrong thing. Some people tell you, let your heart guide you. That's never a good decision either. You let your heart guide you, you're going to be in all kinds of crazy situations. Other people, it's, you know, they're led by their stomach. They keep going every 30 minutes right back to that refrigerator. What's the next quarantine snack? That's not a good idea either. Some of you guys are led by an addiction or led by a struggle. We're all led by something. And that is why it's super important to understand this phrase. Write it down in your notes. This is super crucial. Ready? It's that whatever you are filled with, you are led by. Let me say it again. Whatever you are filled with, you are led by. Because there's a lot of people, because I always figure out, what is it that's leading me to make these bad decisions, to go in those bad relationships, to say those, to, to say those words and to make those dirty jokes? What is it that's leading me? And I realize it's because whatever I'm filled with, that is what I'm led by. And a lot of you guys in this quarantine season, you're filled with worry and fear and disappointment and frustration, and it's leading your life down a path that you don't want it to go. That is why years, decades after this experience happened on Pentecost to the uh, disciples, there's a man by the name of Apostle Paul, and he wrote the church, and he said it this way in Ephesians. He says, listen, don't get drunk on wine. In other words, don't get filled with something that's going to lead you to do something stupid. Y'all know what that's like. You know, you know what it is. Like you're filling yourself, and, and you can replace it with, don't don't get filled up with worry. 
Don't get filled up with fear. Don't get filled up with drugs. Don't get filled up with, with disappointment. No, no, no. That's going to lead you somewhere you don't want it to go. But then he says, instead, be filled with the, with the Spirit. That be filled is a continual filling. What he's saying is, what happened on Pentecost can happen in your life on a daily basis if you just invite the Holy Spirit to do it in your life. So here's your last prayer. Ready? He said, you're going to invite the Holy Spirit to, to fill me. Not just show me. Not just change me. But fill me. Because what would happen if we were filled with the presence of God during this quarantine? I think we would love our spouse better. We would treat our kids better. We would honor our boss better. We would, we would do things better. Why? Because we're filled with God. And whatever you're filled with, that's what you'll be led by. What if during this season you were led by God himself. How do you do it? You need a Pentecost experience in your room, in your living room today to say, God, I feel empty. I feel dry. Would you fill me now with your spirit? And I believe he's going to do it. A couple decades after the uh, Pentecost happened, the apostle Paul was traveling around preaching. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 19 that he went to an area in Ephesus where there was some disciples there. Now they use the word disciple that shows us they were followers of Jesus. And Paul asked them, and he said, listen, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? You became a Christian, but did you receive the Holy Spirit? What is he saying? Did you get filled with God? Did Did you get the world emptied out of you and filled up with God? Did you have a Pentecost experience? And they said, we don't even, haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. I think there's a lot of people that are listening to this broadcast, you're streaming this service, and you're going, Aaron, I didn't even know this power was available for my life, and I want you to know it's available for you. And here's what Paul did. Paul placed his hands on them and prayed that they would be filled with God. And the Bible says they were filled at that moment. And I believe across Tampa Bay, around the globe today, God is going to fill people with his spirit. He's going to help you and empower you to not just survive this crisis, but thrive through it. Not because of something that's going on the outside, but because you have the spirit of God on the inside. I think about those first few weeks of this crisis where I was overwhelmed. I've never led a church through something like this. I, I remember even the first days finding out we're not going to be able to have service for probably months without gathering together. I'm overwhelmed and worried and I forgot and I had a moment where I'd remember, wait, 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 wait. I have the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living inside of me. And I prayed yet again. Here's what I prayed. Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Why don't you take a second right there in your living room. Why don't you just stretch your hands right like this and let's ask God for that experience, a day that'll change the world right there in your room. Not just something that happened 2,000 years ago, but it'll happen in your life right now. Let's pray it out loud with me. Ready? Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Come on, one more time. Say it with me. Ready? Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, fill me. I believe in God throughout Tampa Bay and around the globe that people are experiencing a fresh infilling of your spirit 
We've reached our limit, but we need your power in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Come on, let's sing it out together. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I believe there's a moment in this service right now where God is filling you with His Spirit. Lord, I pray for your church across Tampa Bay. Lord, that they would experience your presence right now. So many of them feel dry, feel weak, they're struggling. Thank you, God, that we can be filled with your presence and your power. Holy Spirit, show us. Holy Spirit, change us. Holy Spirit, fill us. If you're here today and you're watching this service, you don't have a relationship with God, I want you to know that's what the Holy Spirit does. He draws us to Jesus. And I believe what he's doing right now in your life, you even feel it. You feel that tugging on your heart. You feel that desire to commit your life to Christ. Right there in your room, you're going to make a decision and you're going to say, today's my day. I'm surrendering my life to Christ. How can you do it? You're watching church online. You can click that button right there. I'm raising my hand. I'm giving my life to Christ. There's other ways on, on Facebook, on YouTube. You just write right in the comments, today's my day. I'm giving my life to Christ. We're going to pray for you right now. Let's do it across Tampa Bay. Lord, I pray for those that are making that decision. Lord, I pray that they would surrender everything. That this would be their moment that they would come to you, Jesus. They would give you their life. And they would never turn back. Just pray this prayer out loud. Say, dear Jesus, I surrender my past, my present, and my future. Be my Lord and be my Savior. For the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, we can celebrate so many people whose lives have been changed. The Holy Spirit is still changing lives. Here's what I want you to do. If you made a decision today, let us know about it. You can fill out that Connect card. You can write us online. We'd love to have a record of that. We'll send you some resources to help you in this journey in your faith. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.